just talking isn't necessarily <laughs> relationship building or just being one-on-one -on -one with somebody doesn't necessarily equal like that really strong connection either. You can do all of that planning and you can do all of the right steps and have all of the right tools and all of the right drills. But if we're not coaching a human being and we're just coaching an athlete, we're missing a major component. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, where we share stories, tips, and strategies for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined again by Stacey Mahoy as we continue our conversation from last week. Stacey and I just kept talking, so I decided to break it up into two episodes. The focus of this part of our discussion was all about communication and building stronger relationships with our athletes. If you're anything like me, you care deeply about your athletes, but you also want to make sure that you keep those interactions out of the buddy-buddy zone. Sometimes, though, that seems hard to balance. So listen in to today's episode for some communication tips for building a better relationship with your athletes while embracing a mentor role. Today we discuss involving everyone in the process of connection, communicating to understand, not just to prove your point, encouraging players to have a voice while you still run the show, building relationships through true connections with your athletes, and asking better questions to get to what's really going on. Without further ado, let's jump back into our conversation with Stacy. I want to talk about the whole staff and the whole community bringing everyone in. Like, not mm. necessarily like, we need to all meet in a room and talk about mental training, but like right. realizing that- How can everyone contribute, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So how do you say everyone can contribute to- building mental toughness in a team? Well, I mean, I, I'm a, right now I get to be a lot, I get to spend a lot more hours as a sports parent than I do a sports coach, which wasn't always the case. Um, and I definitely feel like even as a parent, there's so much you can do. And even officials, I've had officials who have made an impact on my own kids, you know, and just mm. the way that they carry themselves and the way that they interact with athletes sometimes after competitions or even in between, you know, matches or games and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. I have some of my kids have had even umpires or referees make an impact on them too. So I think that we as a whole are the ones who are creating the environment. Right. And I think a lot of people don't quite like the, the current culture in youth sports and mm -hmm. we're all a part of that. So right. anything that we can do, to do better, even if we're the only ones or we feel like we're the only ones, it matters. And sometimes there are other people who want to do things differently, but they feel like they're alone and they feel like they're the only one. So maybe if you actually just step up and be the change that you want to see, like other, you'll find other people who are with you and other people who want to join you or other people who at least start asking questions, right? Mm -hmm. Or realizing that they have another choice because I know a lot of sports parents feel like, well, I don't have a, a choice. I mean, I think we can do a better job even there. So totally there's, just, there's just so many different ways that the entire community, like you said, can contribute. Right. So what are some questions we can ask as assistant coaches, as parents, as mm -hmm. officials, outsiders, anyone to make mental training a part of everything we do? What are some questions that we can bake into the everyday drill or the everyday car ride home? You know, um, anything that will give the other person an opportunity to share their own thoughts and feelings in that moment is going to work. And anything, anytime that you're genuinely interested 
in that person in that moment and wanting and hearing what is it that you're thinking? What is it that you're feeling right now? And being able to do so without any judgment, right? Or without like your own agenda of like, okay, if she says this, I'm going to try to turn her this way. And if she says this, I'm going to try to like nail home that point or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like really just connecting with them in that moment and be genuinely interested in them as a person and asking a question that allows them to express what's on their mind, what they're thinking in that moment and just have that space to do that is huge. Um, because I don't know that that happens often. I know that I didn't create those situations very often with my own kids. I was always asking with the intention of getting them to see my point. Mm-hmm. And that probably wasn't helpful. <laughs> yeah. Or I was asking questions to set up, right, what I wanted them to learn. And we wonder why they shut down because they can feel that we're not asking in a genuine manner. They can feel that we're asking as a setup or as with our own agenda in mind and that can shut down communication so fast. Um, and parents have a hard time with this concept. I did because I was like, well, but I get to teach what I want to teach them. You know, like I, this is my whole job is to like teach them the important stuff. So what do you mean? I'm supposed to just like not try to convince them of stuff. Like (laughs) what do you, that, that was just like so strange to me as, as a piece of insight, but in the process of doing that, I've learned so much is giving them an opportunity to share. Um, because it is so fascinating to hear. Sometimes you think that you know what they're thinking or why, and you really don't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what they're actually thinking and feeling is really, really interesting and provides you with additional insight into how they work. Mm -hmm. And if you know that, then you automatically can help them become better and perform better because you know them better mm-hmm. the better you know your athletes or your own children um the easier it is so as a community like even when I'm talking to other people's kids like I'm just genuinely interested in them as a person you know mm-hmm. and, and letting them talk and there's not a lot that I'm asking I'm, I first do a lot of listening um and that's something that's often different in a competitive environment because a lot of people want to just talk and be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. In the competitive environment, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I have the best idea and this is what it is. So or talk amongst <laughs> each other about the other person. Right. And never get about to the other person. asking that person. The actual, the actual root. And that's some, that's one thing I remember from college softball actually is our coach is like, look, if you have a problem with somebody, always go straight to the source. Do not mm-hmm. rally around the other 20 people on the team around you and then go talk to that person, like go talk to the person directly. And if you can't do that, then go to your captains. And if that, you know, then you can come to the coaches or whatever. But like there was sort of like this little chain of command kind of instruction that we got. But I remember that, like go to the source. Don't go talking to everyone else around you about it and trying to get back up for yourself. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like go have the conversation, right? So all you're doing is trying to get more like proof that what you're thinking is right. Like, yeah. In fact, yeah. <laughs> like I'm right. Right. Like, tell me, like you agree. Yeah. Okay. Now I can go talk to her. But, and, <laughs> and, and people will do that on social media too. When they come and ask a question, they're like, okay, am I wrong for X, Y, and Z? And it's like, <laughs> does it really matter if you're right and wrong? Like, did it, did it, did you get to the re- resolution? Did you, were you able to get the solution with this or no? Right. So like, 
of course you have a, a right to feel the way that you feel and to be concerned about whatever that is that you're concerned about. But the most important thing is for us to find a solid solution for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. That's why we're here. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's not about my idea is better than your idea. Or I, you know, you should be doing it the way that I think you should be doing it. Cause you're really clearly not working. Like that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we work together to find something that's going to be more helpful to the team, to the kids, to the organization, to whatever it is. And it's really, and, you know, I have to admit, like, I'm not in the travel softball community right now because I don't have any kids that are playing. Um, But sometimes I just see all the stuff going back and forth. And I'm like, why are we not just all working together to, (laughs) to provide an amazing, you know, experience for these kids? Like, Mm -hmm. why is it so us against them against, everyone's like trying to outdo each other and trying to protect their like territory or their, and these kids are not even your possession to be, you know, own like acting like you own them. But it's like, why are we not all just keeping the best interests of the kids at the forefront of it all? And so concerned with, you know, the, the, like there's so much just like how it affects the kids. Right. Why can't we just take the direct path? Mm-hmm. Granted, like there's a lot of scenarios that are more complex, but like adults being able to have adult conversations and being able to talk with other people respectfully, even when you disagree, is a skill that's something I'm still trying to develop too, because I was never mm-hmm. allowed to disagree when I was growing up, right? We were not allowed to question coaches or we're not allowed to question authority. We're not allowed to speak our minds so it's like when you grow up and now you have people that you don't agree with like you've never had this opportunity you've never learned how to be in an interaction without it being a disrespectful one because all Mm -hmm. growing up disagreeing with somebody was quote-unquote disrespectful Mm -hmm. so you get into adulthood and it's like well if you disagree with me that means you don't like there's a disrespect there when that's not always the case we can disagree with people and still work with them or work you know find solutions together Mm -hmm. um so that's something also that I I think some coaches don't know how to do yet is Mm -hmm. allow their players to have more voice right while still feeling like a leader Mm -hmm. does that make sense right have you seen that yes or experienced that yeah the biggest thing for me was realizing with the culture training we do like we Mm -hmm set up. I did this independently from Alicia. And then when we came together, we were like, Oh, we both do the same thing where we have the girls Mm. tell us the culture. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that that is not the norm. (laughs) Like I have heard over (laughs) and over again on podcasts with amazing coaches, great teams, like successful teams that like, Oh, like we let them feel like they have a say, like they literally say, feel like they have a say. Huh. did you hear what you just said oh, like what are we afraid of? they can have a say in like how they show up that's how they show up I don't think it should be a threat mm. but uh like bringing that into the yeah. culture and instead of getting defensive or needing to right. assert your your power just get curious right I guarantee half the stuff they're bringing to the table you've already shown them with how you show up anyway (laughs) yeah 
and it's it's all stuff that you could probably work with really easily um that's something that comes up a lot too it's like it seems like it feels like a threat to the leadership if if Mm -hmm. athletes have too much input or it feels like the criticism is like well the coach isn't running the team the girls are Mm -hmm. um I've heard that before too right like oh they shouldn't have so much input in what happens like you need to just do whatever because I'm not out there you know (laughs) do whatever you think instead of asking them questions (laughs) like okay I mean that's something you could probably talk about forever but I I just want to bring up the idea that you can still ask questions you can get input from the team and you can still be the leader Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're giving over like okay either the players have all the power or I have all the power Mm -hmm. um and either I'm running the show or the players are running the show like there's a completely different dynamic that comes forth and you've seen it um and Alicia does a great job at cultivating that on her teams mm-hmm. where the players have so much ownership but they're still she's such a wonderful leader too at the same time right I think yeah. the distinction for me is leader yes but more of a guide like, mm. I'm here to help you discover the best way for you like I'm here to help you figure out how to move obstacles out of your way, help you figure out how to get by them, how to capitalize on the things that you're great at. I'm here to help with all of that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, your performance is an accumulation of your choices. (laughs) And efforts, yeah. Mm -hmm. And your attitude, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that can go off on a whole nother tangent for sure. But I, I just, I... I just wanted to thank you too, Mel, for bringing up a lot of the things that, you know, you've been through and a lot of the things that you hear other coaches asking about and putting it out there for more people um, Mm -hmm. who are seeking the answers or seeking ideas, um, wanting to learn to be able to get there. And if you're listening and you're like, all of this sounds really good. I still want like something I can chew on. <laughs> like, like sometimes we have people who are like, okay, that sounds good. I still don't know what to do. Right. Like I still don't know what to do. Um, first of all, it's, it's a part of the process is being okay with not actually knowing exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's actually a really important step. I think in a lot of learning processes is like, okay, I know what I don't want to do. I know where I want to get to. I don't exactly know how yet. And people are really uncomfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. But it's been really <laughs> helpful to learn how to be at peace when you're there mm-hmm. and be open to learning along the way. And, and being, like you said, present in that moment, you'll get the answers to that, right? You'll, it's not necessarily a failure. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get to where you want to go. Um, it's an okay place to be and the more okay you are with getting there the faster you can move on from it usually Mm -hmm. so I think that number one that's a normal place to be and number two if you do want to dive deeper it's the easiest way is to have a one-on-one conversation with someone like yourself um, or a mentor who not only can give you some resources and tools and stuff but like when you have those specific questions and you don't understand, like, how do I apply it to this? It's so helpful to be able to actually talk that through. Um, And so if that's something that, if you're listening, if that's something that you feel like you need, reach out and let Mel know and we can connect 
mm-hmm. you to that kind of resource, you know, because it's one thing to take in the information. It's another thing to be able to implement it to your actual situation. Yeah. I think most people have would <laughs> would agree or have been through yeah. that. Or it's like, okay, I have all this information. Now what do I do with it? Yeah. So leave feeling super inspired. And then like, okay, now I'm doing the same old things. Dang it. <laughs> yes. But then you're frustrated because like, but I know all this stuff and I just don't know how to actually do it yet. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. That has always been my mission is making these wonderful theories and ideas and things that we instinctively know we should be doing. Right. Make them actionable. Yeah. Part of that is the yeah. things, drills, that kind of thing. And part of it mm-hmm. is working on your own mindset yes can, can I just ask you one question before we for real wrap up <laughs> yeah can you talk a little bit more about relationships and why you mentioned that as like one of the very foundational components of being able to coach the mental game mm-hmm. effectively yeah uh we've talked about this before but I'm not sure if I've shared it with the podcast world uh so in my personal experience, I, I feel like I had a ton of great training and I, I knew a lot of great things to teach and I was really dedicated and I put in a ton of time and effort and I was so focused on the practice plan and on making sure I hit all the points and making sure everyone was covered and then doing all the other things, of course, that I missed the relationship piece and then like Mm. clockwork every year when the drills run out and the emotions are drained (laughs) by the end of the season because our new season is it was really compact up in michigan like you're exhausted at that point every single time as soon as we hit that like threshold of okay now we're tired it just because i didn't have a pulse Mm. on my girls i couldn't right right make those fast adjustments or know what they needed to get the emotional and mental break they needed or get over a hurdle they were facing because I literally wasn't talking to them enough. So that's why I feel like that relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like talk about having the pulse on the team. It doesn't come from magic or (laughs) years and years of experience. (laughs) It's, being there, listening, talking to them. So that's why I think the relationship piece is getting, it's getting a lot more buzz now, but I think it's still underutilized. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've heard for a while, like, oh, connection is key or they don't care how much you Mm -hmm. know. And so, you know, they know how much you care, all this stuff. Like, and it doesn't matter how much, you know, you know, if you can't actually relate it to them, it doesn't really matter, Mm -hmm. but putting it in the context of like relationship and and connection is interesting because I hear people be like, oh, I connect all the time. And it's like, but connection isn't just when you feel like you're connecting with them. It's like, when do they actually feel like they're connected with you? Right? Sometimes exactly. they're like, yeah, what do you mean? I'm there all the time to practice and I'm talking to them all the time and we connect all the time. It's like, but they're not feeling a connection um, mm. with you or that relationship. And, and that's important to look at. And that's true for parenting too, because that happens with, parents and kids as well it's like what do you mean we're together all day it's like but you know that doesn't mean 
Um, you know, and there are times where you can have a great interaction with someone, but then you can also still feel like they didn't actually get me. Right. Mm-hmm. So is that what they're feeling? Like you have this personal interaction, but do they leave feeling like you actually get them and you connected, really connected, or do they just feel like even more so like you just really don't understand what, where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So just talking isn't necessarily relationship building or just being one-on-one with somebody doesn't necessarily equal like that really strong connection either. So mm-hmm. really building your own skills. Um, and again, we have so many opportunities to practice that throughout our regular every day. So that's definitely something that I can do better at as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that you brought that up and even could recognize for yourself, like you can do all of that planning and you can do all of the right steps and have all of the right tools and all of the right drills, but these are human beings. And if we're not coaching a human being and we're just coaching an athlete, um, right. The, the, the throw, the throw they have, the hit, the speed they have, the power they have, whatever, then we're missing a major component. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you were able to share that. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to make you answer one more. <laughs> oh, you can ask me one more question. Yep. So one huge thing I've learned from you that I cannot wait to take back into coaching exactly what you're just talking about now like not just how's your day how was school right (laughs) like what's going on um it's the ability to ask good questions and Mm -hmm. another underrated skill that it takes time but it's not that difficult you just keep asking questions (laughs) like oh what, what else can I learn and so like for me I've just been trying to tell myself like dig three steps deeper like ask a question mm. try to ask three more about the same topic what <laughs> like mm. old me would have been like get another step right yeah. old me would have been like oh my god what talk about the same thing like, <laughs> introvert only child who just listened only right. and didn't ask any questions <laughs> like well that's uncomfortable but it's so yeah. enlightening and when you go those multiple levels down on the one mm-hmm. thing you asked them, you learn so much more. Oh, yeah. My question to you yeah. is, what have you found on your journey in question asking that has made you my Yoda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that, <laughs> number one, I just made a conscious decision that I wanted to get better at asking questions, right? So there was a de- decision made at one point. Mm-hmm. Um what one thing that was super helpful to me was to put myself into situations where I was around other people who were great at asking questions. So a lot of, yeah. So a lot of how I learned to ask better questions was that I had someone or more than one person asking me really great questions. And I learned how to, so I took some of what they would do to me and I started doing exactly. that to other people, right? So it's like, <laughs> hey, tell me more about that. Like one thing Jen always says when I tell her something, she's like, tell me more. And that's all she says. And so I've started doing that too, because it's not so much like I'm grilling, because then it's not like you're grilling somebody on like, well, what do you mean about this? And what do you, you know, like, well, why is that important? Because sometimes it can why? feel like this interrogation <laughs> and they like, like, yeah. whoa, what? So when, when you just say like, well, can you tell me more about that? Or can you elaborate or can you expand or, you know, and and then in a really just kind of pondering tone, um, it's really interesting to hear what comes up. And I'm, 
I think the thing that really kind of fuels my fire into asking the questions is the concept that there's always something going on beneath the surface. Like if you're seeing a behavior or you're seeing an outcome, there's more to it than just what's on the surface. And a lot of times we're treating just what we see on the surface, like, oh, this kid's lazy or, oh, this kid's, you know, always late or whatever. And we're like, do we just address that? But if we actually, if, if you go under the premise that like there's more going on than just that, and there's always something else driving the behavior that we're seeing or driving that outcome, um, then that, that automatically causes us to want to really kind of dig in and, and get to that root. And sometimes it's stuff like you would never even think, you know, like you, you would never know unless you stop and ask questions. So, um, but like that, that genuine interest thing is, is what's been helpful to me and really just wanting to get to know, like, even when I have conversations with you and you're like, Oh, you talk about an idea. And I'm really like, wow, where does that come from? Or why is this important to you? Like, tell me more about why this is so exciting for you, right? Because like, if I know that, then I know how to better support you in Mm -hmm. going after it or achieving it or whatever. Like, that just helps me gain a better understanding of the situation. Then I know where where I can best support and facilitate. So, um, and I guess that just comes from actually wanting to help, but I think everyone here that's listening is already that person. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that part's kind of like a given. And after that, it was like understanding that there's always more than what we see on the surface, understanding that like having an actual genuine interest in the human being in front of you, um, a lot of times will just lend to asking great questions and really just wanting to get to know them. And people talk about like next, you know, every time you feel like interjecting, like encourage yourself to ask one more question and listen some more instead of mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of wanting to take over right because yeah we do that a lot of times as leaders like we were like oh yeah we can relate and like we take over the whole conversation and talk about you know I do that a lot too yeah. so talking about our own experiences when we can really give them an opportunity to keep telling us more and more about what's going on for them and what they're dealing with and what's really important to them and you know what their struggle might currently be and it's just when you have those simple insights, you can, you can do so much more, so much easier. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's like the littlest things, right? Like if you suddenly know what a player is worried about when they go up to bat, not when you're having them go through a hitting drill, like you can make it relatable to them and be like, look, mm-hmm. this is how it's going to help you overcome this. And now suddenly they're engaged, right? They're not just going through the motions of the drill because they understand why it matters for them. So just simply asking a couple of questions and getting to know other people better. You can do the same drill, but just because you have more information, you can relate it to them better. And then now they're engaged more and they're going to be able to take more quality reps versus just going through the motions. And that automatically helps them get better faster and overcome that thing that they were worried about because you actually knew what it was. Yes. And like, that's what we want, right? We want the shortest path to success and growth and mm-hmm. fixing mistakes. Well, that is <laughs> figuring out what the real issue is and then building yeah. it into it and they like it more. Yeah. And the thing, the cool thing about being able to ask them really great questions is that they end up being able to ask it for themselves mm. too, right? So like for myself, it wasn't just that I could ask other people better questions. It's like, I could then 
do a lot better self-reflection if I found myself in a situation where I was feeling like I was in a bit of a funk or there was this failure that we just gone through or whatever we're having a trouble with a certain area or what whatever it is it's like and now because I've had other people ask me really great questions I can do a better job of asking myself great questions that allow me to make my own adjustments faster and better so it's a super powerful tool to be able to pass on and that's the gold right when you see a kid make an adjustment on their own you're like what yes (laughs) because they knew how to think about Mm -hmm. it because of how you help them think through things you know and it's look, it's a lot quicker and easier to just tell them, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot quicker and easier to just tell them, but if you can actually guide them through the process and let them see the process. Um, and it's, again, it's really important to ask. And this is one piece of advice that I was given to is like, stop asking questions that you already know the answer to. Mm. Um, and so that can be tricky when you're coaching because yeah. it's like, okay, well, where are you supposed to throw the ball when this happens? Like, that's a very <laughs> common way we normally ask questions, right? Yes. But we already know the answer. And then they mm-hmm. feel like they're being tested and then they kind of shut down. And that doesn't actually help them learn this process of really being able to ask themselves great questions that help them discover answers. So it, it's a, it's something that takes a little bit of time to figure out how to reframe them and mm-hmm. truly ask if you just practice that, like asking questions that, you know, stop asking questions that you already know the answer to it automatically makes your interactions a lot more genuine Mm -hmm. because it's really a question, right? You're not just like asking something with other intentions or asking something that you already know. That's not even really a genuine question and Mm -hmm. people feel that. Yep. Yeah. This is awesome. So coaches, if you're listening, you just got a ton of stuff thrown at you but in, <laughs> Lots, <yeah. laughs> but in total Stacy style it can all be simplified into just be there and ask more be present better questions all that's that time that's all we needed yeah. to say <laughs> <laughs> be present see the need yeah ask great questions yeah well, that'll you, take Stacey. you a long way oh. you're welcome And that is a wrap on today's episode. The concepts we talked about very likely made a lot of sense to you, but some may still be thinking, okay, but where do I start? What I found helpful through the years is to have conversation starters and take it from there. That's one of the main goals of each and every activity we've included in the softball mental training membership. We cover topics from culture to confidence and courage, and always start them off encouraging our athletes to reflect on their specific journey. When we can start the conversation with everyone honestly answering the same simple questions, it's amazing how much you can learn about one another. Then that builds empathy, which in turn creates a supportive, positive team culture. And that's what we all want, right? To learn more about the membership and see how these resources can help you better connect with your players, head to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash membership. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you again next week with another installment of our Mental Game 101 series. Have a good one.